The world is filled with change makers, and you might be one too. Welcome to the Nano Podcast, where we serve up bite-sized pieces of inspo from food leaders. We're your hosts, Maura Paxton and Alyssa Martinez-Newman, and you're listening to Perspectives. So my name is Kelsey Ducheneau. Uh, I am a fourth generation rancher here in South Dakota on a regenerative beef ranching outfit. We are a cow-calf operation on the Cheyenne River Sioux Indian Reservation where I'm an enrolled member. We have a direct-to-consumer DX Beef LLC is where we're able to connect uh, consumers with their locally raised grass-fed beef. As usual, our guests shared their expertise in a snackable five minutes or less. Kelsey shares her hopes about the future of our food system as we emerge from the current COVID-19 crisis. It's really, really easy to become overwhelmed by the trauma that is existing out there in the world right now as a result of coronavirus and all of the other circumstances that are plaguing our country. And on the same token, there's all of this hopeless optimism that I have (laughs) riding through this pandemic because there's so much more awareness, I feel like, of the shortcomings of our food system. And I really do feel like food and agriculture is going to be what helps to mend and bring back together everybody across the world and and just reminding ourselves that, um, you know, there's political parties and all of these things that have been designed to pull us apart. But when we look back to what our great, great, great grandparents used to think about, you know, seven generations ago, it was taking care of one another and making sure that everybody was fed and everybody was healthy and in a place that was safe enough to enjoy and be happy throughout their days on this earth. And I think that our food and ag system is really the sector that's going to help to bring us back to that mindset or, or get us get us as close to it as possible anymore. So it's, it's a good time to be a food producer or an ag nerd for sure. I work as the natural resources director for the Intertribal Agriculture Council as my full-time job. And I get to, you know, really be involved in understanding and interpreting and developing plans for improving and supporting the improvement of native food and agricultural systems all across the country. I have learned that no matter what part of Indian country, no matter what which of the 570 plus federally recognized tribes or additional state or seeking recognition tribes all across the country you come from, this pandemic significantly impacted your access or your comfort in the food system. Uh, We here on Cheyenne River saw our grocery store shelves go empty several times over the course of the first few months of COVID hitting the United States. Um, We had households that already faced food insecurity um, have an even harder time accessing food of any sort. Um, And that's that's not necessarily quality food. Um, we live here in South Dakota where, you know, six months of the year, it's 
you don't know if you're going to be able to travel somewhere because of the road conditions with with winter storms. Um, and so you have to be able to plan for the future when you make one trip to town a month to supply groceries for your five to seven person household uh, minimum. And when you get to your grocery store on your one trip to town and you see that there's nothing on the store shelf for you to buy, you just realize that you're you're home is no longer food insecure, you're in the starvation mode of an inequitable food system. And so what we're seeing right now, and it's really inspiring and exciting, is tribal nations all across the country are taking control and in, in re-envisioning what their own food resilience looks like. They are investing tribal CARES, uh, disaster assistance funding, as well as their own um, profits and returns into improving the food system. They're developing commercial kitchens and, and local slaughter facilities and investing in hoop house and greenhouse structures that will allow them to grow food produce year-round. And so really what they're doing is they're relocalizing their food system. And that's what I hope to see our food system do over the next 10 years across the world is relocalize and reappreciate the food palette that exists right there within your region. You know, there's several flavors that I love to have stocked in my shelves, but I guarantee they don't live here in the Great Plains. And as you start to really educate yourself on um, the resource base that does exist in your region, you learn that there's often a very equitable substitute or just as tasty of a treat <laughs> that you can find in a, a more regional sense. And, and then you're not exposing yourself to such an increased scare for contamination or, you know, your food dollar is being spent local and it's going to stay local. And that supports a healthier economy, uh, your ecosystem, and a healthier you in the long run. And that's what I really hope to see take hold in the concepts of um, how we reimagine and redevelop some of our food systems and the structures that support it in the next decade. Just to recap, remember this key takeaway from Kelsey's thoughts on the future of food. Focus on building a resilient and local food economy. Don't forget to check out the rest of Kelsey's episodes and subscribe. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram at Oregon Tilt for even more inspo from food leaders.